Welcome to the After Hours Riot Club podcast. I'm your host, Davon Ponda McMillan, and this is the very first episode. So I appreciate anyone who's listening and all the supporters of the brand, Met Nocta. I'm very new to the podcast space, and I've been wanting to give it a shot for quite some time. So I look forward to this new learning experience, and it's something that I plan to be completely transparent with as I learn to conquer this new media. With that being said, yeah, welcome to the show. Um, I was kind of on the fence with what I was planning to name the show. I w- went over a couple different options. For those who who are wondering, the After Hours Ride Club is the community name or the term I've given people who support the brand, my brand, Metnocta. And it's kind of symbolic in the sense that it represents creative people who make consistent sacrifices for their dreams and constantly put in those extra hours, which for me consists mostly of nocturnal hours, but continue to do so no matter how many people don't understand it or say they're wrong or wasting their time, especially creatives out there who go about it in a way that disrupts the status quo. There are millions of creatives out there and, you know, they could be painters, tattoo artists, sculptors, comedians, actors, etc. And no one way is the right way to go about this. And this is a club where personalities like that are celebrated and individualism and creativity is supported. So, yeah, if you're a creative of any kind or supportive of a friend who's creative, or anyone, in any way, thanks for joining. And today, I feel like there are a million different ways to become an artist or a creative. Creativity branches off in so many different ways, whether it's performance or athletic, musical, visual. There's just so many awesome ways to show raw expression now. And it seems like in the past, even still today sometimes, media and society paints this picture That's a really ironic way to say it, but they portray modern artists as like these bourgeoisie, like bougie savants with impeccable taste and super loud opinions or someone who is consistently struggling and never making ends meet, just starving, the starving artist. You're either bourgeois or you're starving. And I don't see enough talk about the business savvy artists or the creatives that are that know how to monetize their work in a way that's financially rewarding and stable and doesn't require constant news headlines to stay relevant within their community or their professional circles that they're involved in and there are a lot of experiences that are just glazed over completely when it comes to being creative a creative entrepreneur or a content creator or any artistic personality or business owner that could be really approachable to anyone looking to find out more information or guidance or help and is willing to put in that extra work. So I hope on this podcast and within the community, I can help tackle some of those things and we can talk about some of those solutions and obstacles together you know, me, the audience, the community members, and special guests that I plan to have on the podcast down the line. And yeah, um, that was kind of a long 
drawn out ex- explanation, but uh, really good to get out there on the first episode. So with the podcast name, I was thinking, okay, well, let me just shorten up the community terminology and just call it the ARC podcast. But there's like 15 or fifteen to 20 different podcasts out there with the ARC podcast. And I just wasn't vibing with that. Um, so I tried to come up with something original. I spent like five days, honestly, not obviously not, not, not the complete course of five days, but over over this time span of five days, sporadically, I was thinking of different names. And I landed on Overnight Oats at one point and was honestly really juiced about it. I thought it was kind of a cool name. It was kind of a play on the idea that the podcast is kind of a combination. It's a combination of just different things. Like I plan to talk about fashion and tech and anime and video games and basically anything that has a creative spark to it, which is a lot of things. And kind of portray it in a not so serious manner, so like an open conversation, but with bits and pieces of of knowledge that can be applied to anyone listening and the things that they're trying to do. And to me, you know, I thought, okay, well, that could be like overnight out. So you kind of like you add whatever you want to the the mush, right? Like the concoction. Put some blueberries in there, some bananas in there, some oats, peanut butter, blah, blah, blah. And you put them in the refrigerator overnight. And you got some some bussin' protein mix in the morning. And yeah, I was juiced about that. But then I realized that I'm doing this thing that I, I tend to do a lot, actually. And I spread myself thin. So I'm kind of losing my voice. I've been talking a lot over the past couple of days. But we're going to make it through this. So I've been sp- I spread myself thin a lot with creative projects. It's kind of like my character flaw I guess and I have my clothing brand which has gone really well and I'm putting a lot of effort and time into that but also my social media alias my content creation side which is me as Pondo and NFT projects this no this now this podcast and all these things I want to have branded and have full personalities or full visual representations of so if I created this new this new entity, the Overnight Oats, is just another thing to add on to the pile of other things that I have to manage. And I really didn't want to view the podcast in that light. I wanted it to be kind of a, to feel like a break, to be kind of a freeing experience. And so the next idea was for, the name was Bargain Therapy. Kind of like cheap therapy. I hope that it it, it seems like that for some people, including myself and listeners. Kind of just like, getting some shit off your chest. Just like a quick 30 minutes, which by the way, I, I tried to, I'm going to try to plan this to be around 30 minutes, a half hour segment every two weeks. But yeah, just a quick, quick little check-in with yourself and other creatives and go over what's been going on over the couple of weeks and kind of like therapy, but cheap. It's free, right? It's the podcast is free. So that was a cool title too, but again, that's just another entity. So for now, we're just going to stick with the After Hours Riot Club podcast, and that can bring some attention to the brand and the community and all those aspects of what I'm putting out there. And if we want to change it to Overnight Oats down the line, we can do that. But this this path that we're going right now is super fluid, but fluid with goal with a goal in mind and intention behind it. So, anywho, there's probably going to be a lot of ums in the first couple episodes as I as I get used to this and that's okay for now. I mean, we got to get 
out of that habit, the ums, they can get annoying. But yeah, for now, it's chill. And on that note, for the first few episodes, I plan to do them solo. I don't know how many. Maybe in three, maybe five. No more than ten, for sure. Definitely no more than ten. Wait, not even close to ten. But the idea behind that is I would like to get a little bit more comfortable with this media and get a bit consistent before I start bringing in other personalities and and start adding to the podcast. And I I plan to talk, structure the the podcast the same way with or without extra hosts or, or guests or things like that. But at the very least, the first three episodes are going to be solo. It's just going to be me and you, the listener. And we're just going to talk about some things that are going on in the creative space, in the fashion space, just whatever's going on pop culture wise. And I do really want to open up the floor to any questions or input or comments, all of the above. Please leave your comments and input in the comment section on Apple spotify hit me up on instagram as a matter of fact i posted on the instagram a story asking if anyone had any questions and you know surprisingly enough people let's say frequently maybe a couple times a week ask me questions in my dms you know legitimate things sometimes it's kind of a silly thing like hey what's your website it's like well it's in my bio but i frequently get questions about like my process or where i get these blanks from or how I found my style or what programs I use to design or illustrate and I don't really have time to get to all of them I try to get to as many as possible Um, sometimes I'll refer them to an old post on Twitter or Instagram or some other social media but now's the opportunity to ask those questions and I only got three response responses which kind of surprised me because I know the questions are out there because I get them all the time. So yeah, please make sure to get your questions out there. Any feedback or comments you have, send them my way. I welcome them all and look forward to answering any of them that come through. I will try to answer them all on the podcast and make that a frequent thing. But yeah, send them. Send them all my way. Okay, so the first question we got is, what inspires you the most when it comes to your designs? Honestly, this is... Probably a silly, a silly answer, it feels like, but anything, anything and everything, honestly, just life. That's why it's so good to just kind of get outside, be social, be in nature, experience the different things in your city, in your friend groups, in your family, because it can be absolutely anything that sparks an idea or the inspiration to create anything. For for my clothes, like there are things that I tend to gravitate to very quickly. Like I love black and white. I really love skulls. I love gothic buildings. I like intricate patterns and great use of white space. Like there there are things that I personally enjoy. But as far as inspiration goes in my design process, it can be it can be totally random. Recently, or the most recent thing that. I was inspired by was some just a random guy's t-shirt in the gym he had like different patterns on the sleeve and he had the uh, sleeve like scrunched up it was a long sleeve shirt 
and the patterns kind of looked like skulls. And I actually asked him, I was like, hey, can I take a picture of your sleeve just as a reference? And he looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Like, what? All right. He probably thought I was trying to get a picture of his arm. But yeah, I took a picture of it and I traced it on my phone and made some like little patterns that kind of look like skulls. And that was completely random. Again, it kind of fit within one of my areas that I enjoy, the skulls and the kind of the morbid thing, but super random. So yeah, to answer the question, it it truly just depends. Anything and everything can inspire artistic creation of any kind. And I think just being available and being present when those sparks of inspiration come is probably the most important thing to take from that. Yeah, really good question. That was an awesome question. I only got three questions, but they're all really good. So question number two, why did you start a clothing brand and when did you start? Why did I start a clothing brand? So I started a clothing brand because I'm good at designing clothes. I think that I have a talent for it. I've worked in design and and within fashion design and retail design, mostly retail graphic applications for over eight years now for other people. And as a creative director for some jewelry brands, clothing brands, and graphic designer for some other brands. So I've had the experience there already available to me, and I've tried to start clothing, smaller clothing brands in the past, but have been, I guess, derailed in a sense, based on outside influences, some legal, some financial, but the biggest thing that pushed me to want to design and create my own brand was that I honestly just got tired of being told that that my ideas were too edgy or too off-brand. The word off-brand just like, uh, disgusts me. I get it. Some things can be off-brand and branding is a real thing and trying to like be within your brand's sphere of influence or whatever, especially in business tactics. But creatively, I mean, anything could be on brand. Realistically, it's a strategic misstep. If you can't find the common thread between a well-executed creative asset from your eternal team and your target market or audience. But I think one thing that really got me is one time I was told, and I won't name any names, but that I need to start designing for the lowest hanging fruit, quote unquote, more often, which is basically saying you don't trust the intelligence of your consumer or just design for the dumbest buyer, which is pretty fucking gross. I would say that was that's probably the biggest thing that pushed me to, to start my own brand. I personally also don't do very well in nine to five environments, which is something very stifling about them. I think a lot of creatives don't do well in those types of environments. There are businesses that know this and that work with their creative department, art department, design department to kind of better fit the the typical working style of the designers. But none of the places I worked out did that very often. So I felt the need to kind of carve my own path. And in order to be fulfilled creatively, that seemed like the only option at the point at that point. So yeah, I decided that I would make a place where I could design freely and passionately without being punished for wanting to step outside the corporate box and 
as for when I started Men Nocta in March of last year, 2022, and had my first job designing graphic apparel back in, I think maybe 2000, 2008, which is, which is a pretty long time ago. And then the last question, do you like designing or drawing more and which do you do more often? So hmm, that's a pretty good question too. I think, I think I design, well, I design more often. There was a time when I was drawing or illustrating more often, but they, I, I try to include them within each other. You know, whenever I'm illustrating something, I, I, I try to include elements of design in it and vice versa because they're both a part of me. And they both need time. Saying that sounds kind of ridiculous right now because I haven't drawn anything for like a year, honestly. But I I enjoy both of them. Right now, I've been enjoying designing more, but I'm really missing illustrating. And I plan to get back into that really soon and, and try to start mixing and mashing them as much as possible ASAP. But yeah. So thanks for those questions. Um, please ask some more. I, I love them. And remember to leave comments, feedback in the comment section. And yeah, let's see what, what else is going on here. Mm, it's Black History Month. That's fucking awesome. And in, in lieu of that, the brand's going to be at Black on the Block. If you're in Los Angeles 26, I will be, me and some friends will be hosting a booth at black on the block and yeah we i just got a bunch of new product in stock I, i've been doing the pre-order method recently it just helps with inventory and kind of just like foresight knowing how much to buy and kind of just using that as like a, a base so i'm not over ordering anything i mean when i first started ordering product i was ordering everything kind of the same right like 30 full size runs and like 200 pieces and i still i have so many smalls just sitting in, in my closet. Like, my, my work out of my house, working on, my business is out of my house. So it's like, you, I really can't afford to have excess stock, extreme amounts of it. So the pre-order methods work pretty well. And we just, I just finished the first volume and going through that pre-order cycle. And now I've, I'm working towards shipping all the pre-orders out this week. So if you did pre-order anything, you will be getting your order soon, and I will have some stock left for the event. So, also we'll have some stuff that hasn't been on the site, some some kind of limited edition stuff. So, if yeah, if you're in LA, make sure to attend Black on the Block, February 26th. I think that's a Saturday, and live it up, live the whole month up. It's fucking Black History Month. Celebrate Black excellence, Black businesses, Black everything. Enjoy yourself. It's a good it's a good occasion, honestly. Um, so yeah, all that stuff is available on the site. The pre-orders are are going out soon. There's a new website. I've revamped it. There's some additional things on there, so check that out. And yeah, you know, I've spending a lot of time getting these orders out, shipped, packed, and fulfilled. It's been a super wonderful feeling. But to be honest, when it comes to like the logistics of running a clothing business, especially when you're solo, it's probably one of the most challenging parts to me honestly in my experience luckily i spent a lot of time getting a system in place that helps but it can be pretty time consuming and if your business is starting to consistently do well which is a blessing it really is um it can turn into a nightmare 
really quickly if not done correctly. You know, there's no better, I get no better feeling than getting business and getting it consistently and shipping those orders out consistently and then seeing that review or social post from a customer um, and knowing that they got their product and are enjoying it. You know, that feels awesome, but it's a major time crunch and you don't, if you don't have that system, you can get behind super easy and then that awesome feeling can turn into stress once you've got those DMs complaining about shipments being late and poor reviews and misfulfillments. It can get bad really fast, especially when you have like an unexpected increase in your business because Justin Bieber or Kendrick Lamar was like wearing one of your shirts at the Grammys. So if if you are listening and you are in you know, in the beginning stages of starting your own business, starting your own clothing brand, things like that. Make sure that you can expedite that process as much as possible. Have a little area where you ship and pack your orders. Make sure you have containers, bags. Make sure you look up your closest mailing service. Set up some kind of process on your website. Just really, really think that process through because it can turn into an absolute nightmare really fast if you don't kind of wrangle it in. But I'm almost done getting all the pre-orders packed and out, and I'm hoping to have um, them all fulfilled by the 20th. And then it's just back to the normal flow of things um, and having all orders fulfilled within that 24 to 48 hour time frame. Um, Eventually, I hope to hire someone to help with that later down the line. As the brand continues to grow and we start to get bigger, that's going to be super essential. But having um, business is a huge blessing, and I'm super excited about it. But I'm almost done getting all the pre-orders packed and out, and I'm hoping to have them all fulfilled by the 20th. And then it's back to the normal flow of things within that one to two business days. And eventually, I plan to hire someone to help with this uh, process down the line as a brand continues to grow and we get bigger it's just going to be essential at that point um but yeah i appreciate all the business and it's a huge blessing i'm super excited about it every day volume two is almost designed fully i'm excited to get that one out and i'm doing some product sourcing for it right now i i really want to do something other than just tees and hoodies for the next volume but for the winter collection of volume one, there's some exciting stuff for that too. For sure, some some hoodies, some joggers. I got a bomber jacket. I don't want to say too much, but, you know, there's some dope stuff. Oh, what I, something I do want to mention is the, the mischief boots. The mischief boots. If you've seen the mischief boots, please let me know what you think in the comments. I mean... I'm just curious. I'm just curious as to what people think about them. Obviously, they're getting a ton of hype, like so much hype. I've seen it on almost every feed that TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, and so many famous people getting them. I'm sure. I'm sure that that was their product seeding list, but it's everywhere. They did. If that is the case, they did a wonderful job marketing it. Mischief always does. Mischief is in. In my opinion, one of the top new brands out. They're not even a clothing brand. I mean, they're con- They're a concept brand. They're a conceptual brand, and they're. I want. I mean, I don't think they even refer to themselves as a brand. 
But their shit's fucking killer. The gobstopper she, uh, sneakers that they have, amazing. However, as an anime fan, there is a lot of other garments or throwbacks that I would have loved to see. I get the sneakerhead community is super diehard, and the boots were, it's, I mean, it's, they're, they're dope. Who doesn't like Astro Boy? So, but, like, Doflamingo's jacket, that'd be sick. A Vegeta Saiyan vest, that'd be amazing, seeing some of that stuff. And I know there's cosplays, cosplayers out there that have done stuff like that and have, have remade things like that, but they're not available to the public. Those are, like, one-of-one pieces that cosplayers have spent hours making and developing and the ones that are available to the public are like the halloween the halloween quality ones like the shitty fabric vest that's whack like let's make a legitimate representation of these dope pieces you know i would love to see some shit like that but yeah let me know what you guys think about it um like i said i think i think it's awesome i do think there's some better anime pieces out there and I think they fucking killed it with their marketing and their product seeding like they usually do. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. What's, what else has been going on recently? Harry Potter. <laughs> I've been seeing Harry Potter memes for like the past week. And yeah, I just got the game. I haven't played it yet because I've been playing a lot of God of War. And I'm considering streaming Harry Potter on Twitch. But the game looks fucking sick. There's, I, oh, one, I seen one dude, he did like, or I don't know if it was a dude, I seen a, someone made a Grand Theft Auto version of it where dude's just going around slaying people with a Vada Kadabra, you know, everywhere, which is awesome. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that's how the game is going to actually be. I don't know. I've been trying not to actually see very much gameplay, but I have been just seeing a lot of Vada Kadabra. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but a lot of those memes. And I'm stoked about the game. The game looks amazing. I'm a Harry Potter fan. Not huge. Obviously, I've seen the movies. read some of the books a long time ago. But I think a game was long overdue. At least, like, a game like this. Like, a open-world, free-form game. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into that. Definitely let me know if you guys have played it in the comments or have any feedback about it i'll probably start playing it in the next couple weeks and yeah um i think that's it i'm trying to think if there's anything else on the sphere of influence this week that we haven't covered nothing really comes to mind so i think that's the perfect time to just call it a wrap uh thanks for joining me for this very first episode i know i know it's basically me just rambling on for a half hour but I hope you at least got some laughs or found something useful or relatable in this episode. This is an attempt for me to be more of a completionist and not so much a perfectionist, which I naturally am. So the first few episodes may seem a little off the cuff as we learn the ropes, but trust that as the journey of me completing these episodes continues and this becomes a more consistent part of the brand, things will naturally get better and closer to perfection and more dialed in and just eventually kick ass and that pretty much goes for anything so thanks for joining thanks for sticking around and for any support uh you offer for me or the brand or this new podcast let me know if you have any questions any feedback 
definitely check out Black on the Block on February 26th. Come visit me. Check out the brand. And yeah, have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful Black History Month. And yeah, stay healthy. Peace. You, you know what? I'm not. I'm actually not going to close it with the peace. I said peace during the trailer, and I was like, I don't really like right like that. So I'm going to think of another way to close out the show. But for this first episode, we're just going to say something really cringy, like catch you on the flip side or or some shit. So yeah, catch you on the flip side. Thanks for enjoying the show. Mm-hmm.